in hospitality, you can have someone who may not be having the best day. And then you have a conversation, a simple conversation with somebody. You address them by their name. You're personable with them. You make them laugh. You charm them. You make them a great cocktail. You're satisfying their taste buds. And that's one of the warmest ways to connect with someone is through food and drink. Welcome to Heart Inspired, the show dedicated to highlighting individuals in their pursuit of authentic leadership. We peel back the layers to uncover the roadblocks we all face, explore the actions we can take, and how to persevere toward the best version of ourselves. I'm your host, Michelle Delgado. In this series, my guests will share how they pushed through the pandemic and other challenges to turn their vision into a reality. Their stories will inspire you to leave self-doubt behind to focus on your goals. For over a decade, Jada has worked as a celebrity fashion stylist for many actors, artists, TV networks, and editorial. After many successful years in the industry, she decided to pivot into the hospitality industry, joining other entrepreneurs who wanted to create their dream into a reality. Her vision included a focus on developing and supporting her local community. Jada is the proud owner of Elevate Lounge, New Jersey, a bar concierge service. Her vision is not only to entertain, but create the best experience and fair her community offers by providing elite private bartending, catering, personal chefs, and entertainment for her clients. Hi, Jada. How are you? Hi, I'm doing very well. How are That's you? Great. I'm great. I'm so glad that you uh, agreed to be on my podcast, Apart Inspired. Um, when we met at that um social networking event and I was on my way out the door I just there was just an immediate connection conversation that flowed great and I knew I wanted to bring you on here to share your story about how you also became an entrepreneur doing exciting things and specifically um, your passion about giving back to your community and and really supporting them so um, I welcome you today thank you Jaya, tell us about your journey about, you know, when you all started in your fashion and stylist business, you know, industry, and then how you pivoted to becoming an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I um, so I'm originally from Cleveland and I worked for Ebony Fashion Fair in a wardrobe styling department. So we went on tour and it was the East Coast tour. And New York was one of the stops. And when I saw how magical the city was at night and the energy, I felt it. I said, you know what? I want to live here. I said, I want to give it a shot. I can always go back to to Cleveland with my family. But I said, I'm going to do this. So in 2006, I moved to New York. And um, well, actually, I I moved to Jersey first. But by way of New York, because I was really, really close, because I couldn't afford New York at the time. <laughs> Explore, because I said, you know, I'm a woman coming from the Midwest. It was a shock to me to see how much people were paying in rent. So I said, I can't do that. So I said, let me live somewhere that's more modest, learn the area, you know, build my money up, and then I could, you know, explore. So that's that was my my strategy. But yes, I did work as a fashion stylist assistant. I assisted to um, prominent uh, celebrity stylists at the time. And then I ventured off onto my own and I started styling my own jobs. And I worked as a stylist for a good while, probably about eight, eight to nine years. 
And I also um, did other uh, roles in the fashion industry, but I would say the styling was definitely the most exciting. So this um, is not your first go around with being an entrepreneur then? No, I would say it wasn't. When I was styling, I did have assistance. I did manage my invoicing. I did manage my calendar. So essentially I was running, you know, my own business. Um, but to the scale of what I'm doing now is way more, you know, I have operations now. I have, you know, it, it's, it's, it's way more structured yeah. now than I could have even imagined as a stylist. Mm -hmm. um, styling was, you know, it was almost like one dimensional. It was, it was simple. You know, I, I, I would, I would market myself. I go out and look for jobs. I get the bookings, make my arrangements with designers and showrooms, pull the clothes and I do the, the shoe, hire an assistant and, and, and execute and voila. So, but it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, and then it got to a point where I said, this is not going to be what I retire doing. Like I know our generation we probably won't retire from anything. <laughs> so I like our parents, but I said, this isn't going to be it for me. So I had to think of what's next, mm. but it was fun. It was fun. It, 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 it allowed me to learn New York city very fast because most of the showrooms, all of the showrooms and most of the designers were in New York city. So I had to learn how to get around quickly. I'm driving my car. Like it's, you know, there weren't any Ubers back then. No lift. <laughs> So, you know, I'm driving around. I had to learn. I had to learn really, really fast. So that 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 was a good, another good thing about working in that business is that wow. I learned that. Yeah. So when did you decide, okay, uh, giving up stylist and pivot to hospitality? What When was that starting to brew for you? Yeah. I mean, for some people that might seem like a total stretch, but to me, it's not um, because what I the connection for me is the social mm -hmm. aspect. So when you're styling someone, you're dealing, you're, you're, I have a, a subject, a model, and I'm responsible for bringing amazing clothes and making them feel beautiful and fantastic and feel like not only their best selves, but maybe a different version of themselves that they never would have seen. Mm -hmm. And it's just seeing how they light up. And then how the photographer brings that energy out of them. And then the makeup artist, it's like the whole glam squad comes together and brings out this magnificence in the model. Well, in hospitality, at least in, in the realm that I'm in with mm -hmm. the bar component, it's almost the same. It's almost like a psychological play on someone mm -hmm. because you can have someone who may not be having the best day. And then you have a conversation, a simple conversation with somebody. You address them by their name. You're personable with them. You make them laugh. You charm them. You make them a great cocktail. You're satisfying their taste buds. And that's one of the warmest ways to connect with someone is through food and drink. So yeah. it's a social component there that can make someone feel like their better selves. So that's how I connect the two. And those are the things that I'm really good at. I love being social. I love seeing people have a good time. And I said, I need to be a part of this, but I need to do it at a, a level where I can really make a good living off of it. And for me at the time, I said, styling, I've done it. 
it's it's great. I still love to go to Fashion Week and attend the shows. I still love clothes. But I said, hospitality, what can I do that is a social career where I can still have fun, mm-hmm. you know, responsible fun. And because <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to go to because, you know, you get older, you can't drink too much because then the next day, you forget the next two days. It's over. <laughs> it's a wash. It's a wash. It's a wash. So I'm like, you know, with my clients, <laughs> when I see my clients just having a great time or if they're at some of my bookings and they come into the party, they kind of easing in and kind of chill. But then by the time they leave, they are just vibrant and laughing and want more and more and more. And it's just like, that's it. Job done. Like I, that, that is the goal. That's, that's the great. Goal. Yeah. So what is it that, um, what is it that excites you now being a, a entrepreneur with all the hats as opposed to the one dimensional that you mentioned? Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of hats. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing when you are starting your own business and you don't have a lot of finance behind you. So you got to be Jack of all trades. Yeah. You got boss you got to be the marketing uh manager you got to be business development you have to be the social media manager you have to be do client hours you got to be sales creative you have to be everything you got to be the sponsor you got to go on source vendors you're the purchaser you have to be everything oh and did i mention accountant did i mention your attorney i'm sorry i mentioned that hr too hr Oh, I'm sorry. Let's add on your on being your own therapist. <laughs> Keep yourself going when you feel like stopping, you know? So it's <laughs> like, you are all these things in the beginning. And, um, you know, I, the good thing is I, I was able to juggle it because I really believed in, in my brand, Elevate. I really believed in it and I strategized. It wasn't like something I jumped into. I strategized, I wrote it on paper, I I had a plan and I made like a little blueprint for myself to follow certain steps. Did it take a little longer to execute? Yeah, but we're here now, we're here. Once I got to the point where I said, okay, now I'm in business, I have clients, I have books now. So we we went from writing things in a notebook, which I gotta (laughs) find that. That might be worth some money one day and all the, the notes, right? That might yes, be worth it. Absolutely. <laughs> you want to keep this footage. I may be able to auction that notebook off in about 10 years for about $500 million. Let's just, you know, I'll give you a percentage. You put that on there. I'll give you a percentage just because you saved the footage. So once I, once I, I got to the point where it's like, okay, now we're in action. We're operating. I said, okay. I'm only going to grow so far being everything. Yeah. I got to hire. I got to delegate some of these roles so I can scale the business. So now I'm at that point. So even that alone makes me feel like, look, look, look at me go. You yeah. know, because I went from writing this down on, on a notebook to now having staff. So it's, it's really cool just to see the growth. And it's so much more I want to do with this brand that I'm going to do. So it's like we're just we're just, just climbing. Started. 
Then we just getting started. We just climbing a ladder. We're gonna keep climbing, keep climbing. So um, throughout this all exciting journey, um, have you claimed a mentor, someone who's really in your corner? You know what? I have not, and that's the interesting thing. Would I have liked to? Could I still? I believe I could. I think for me, entrepreneurship really is in my blood. I have a lot of entrepreneurs in my family. Um, my father was one of them. And even though we didn't engage closely for me to like watch them mm-hmm. in their operations, I think it's just a natural thing that's inside of me. And um, I'm pretty good at figuring stuff out. Now, I will say I have comrades other fellow entrepreneurs and we talk to each other and yes. that support has yes. been phenomenal in my beginning because yes. we bounce ideas off each other and that in itself was my support that I feel I would have gotten from a mentor yeah I do think because there's so much more that I want to do with the brand I think a mentor will come along the way yeah I think we you know Rihanna and I will talk you know and <laughs> Wait, and then let's I'm get like, her on the phone right now. <laughs> no, I'm going to DM her and I'm going to say, listen, girlfriend, you're a billionaire. You know, you That's did where it. I want to be. <laughs> listen, you are beautiful. You did it it's seemingly to us effortlessly. You got to have a strong team behind you. But no, seriously, I do feel like as I grow and with Elevate and, and really scale it, I believe the mentor will come during yeah. that phase not necessarily at the beginning but i think in the mid the middle point so tell us more about a day in the life of your business you do elite um, bartending and catering yeah. tell us who your ideal client is and how that starts from securing that piece of business to the end of the party Yeah. Yeah, sure. So the one good thing is the clientele that is attracted to Elevate is the clientele that I set out to get. I didn't, and and maybe, maybe it resonates through the logo or the energy that I put out with the brand because I didn't have any organized strategy to reach the type of clientele Mm -hmm. that is attracted to my brand. I get a lot of white collar doctors, attorneys, accountants, uh, management, CEOs, business owners. I get a lot of high profile businesses um, that are attracted to my brand at right here, you know, at where we are right now. So how it works is the client reaches out to me as of right now. We're going to change that. We're going to do some more outreach, which I could touch on that after this. But as of right now, how it works is. The client reaches out to me, um, whether they call, um, call Elevate or they email Elevate and they let me know, you know, that they're interested in the services. I vet them out. You know, I, I let them know that we have additional services besides bartending because typically they reach out for the bartending component. I let them know everything else that we have. They typically add on services. Um, and then I bill them, they pay, and then I walk them through exactly what to expect. 
So prior to the service, they know, first of all, I confirm the details, you know, like I get the location, the, the, the time, all of that. So make sure there's no confusion. That's another thing. I like no confusion. I like things to be seamless. I like for my clients to feel safe. They trust me. They feel comfortable. I'm essentially like a friend in a very professional way. Right. And I let them know who their bartender and or server would be. So they know who's coming to their house. Um, and then even for my staff, I give my staff the same respect. They know who the host is, the number of the host. So when everybody meets, everybody is on one accord. I very rarely, and I mean rarely, I would say 1% out of 100 have experienced confusion. And that was in the way beginning. I was in a way beginning. I was like, oh, <laughs> tighten that up. So, you know, I will say most of my reviews um, are my clients saying that it was just an easy experience. I made it easy. I like to think ahead of what their needs might be. Um, I never want to show up and they didn't know that we offer ice service or cooler service. And, you know, they feel like, dang, who's going to bring ice? And I'm like, well, we could have did it. Well, they already knew that ahead of time. So that's the process. And then, you know, when my staff shows up, you know, they blow them away. They do a great job and everybody's happy. They make fantastic cocktails. And everybody leaves happy. My staff is is um, compensated well. I'm very fair when it comes to that as well because I used to be them. And the client is happy. And so you mentioned something very interesting. So your private events um, can also be at the home and not, and as well as public establishments, correct? Yep. Office yep. buildings, homes, yep. uh, commercial buildings, et cetera. On boats and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Wherever, wherever, it, you know, you look at Elevate as serving social and corporate um, private events. Oh, Okay. That's that's the way to look at it. So social encompasses everything. Like you said, it could be someone's private residence in New York. It could be a rooftop. It could be a park if they have it set up there. It could be at a pool. Wherever they wherever they're thinking to have their private event, their social event, Elevate can be a part of that. We've we've been everywhere. Oh, that's great. And so, what is your main the main radius of of your locations? Where yeah. how far will you go? Yeah. Um, well, right now we do all of New Jersey um, and New York City and Long Island. So we do the Brooklyn. Um, we'll do Queens, Bronx. But we get when it comes to New York, we get most of our bookings from Long Island, Manhattan, and Brooklyn. Okay. Um, people have started asking me, will we come to Pennsylvania? I said, listen, as long as I know in advance and I can get everything orchestrated, organized for the client, we will we will provide oh, services wow. there. This is our radius in Connecticut and Connecticut. So pretty much a tri-state area. This is our radius as of now, but the goal is for us to um, have a national presence. And we'll start that by gradually reach, you know, venturing out so we can do DC. Uh, we're already starting to make connections with Atlanta. We'll flow out to, um, from a, to, to um, have a national reach. That's awesome. And so tell me a little bit about what it is specifically for your community that you aspire to do or are doing now today. Yeah. So I currently live in East Orange and 
East Orange is undergoing lots of redevelopment. Um, it's a fantastic city, has lots and lots of potential. And I know the history of East Orange's social life. It used to be one of the main places that people used to come in and, and had like a strong nightlife scene. Well, that's long gone, um, but I would like to be a part of bringing it back. So mm. I would like to have a physical space for Elevate um, and still operate this, the concierge component because it's just fantastic. But I would like to have a physical brick and mortar location where people can come to. And it would somewhat be like a destination location because now people all over Tri-State will be familiar with the brand because it's been, you know, they've hired Elevate. And now if they want to, you know, come into, you know, come into the walls of Elevate, they can. So East Orange is my number one place. Um, Mm -hmm. Funny because I would say this year I've been getting some interest of people trying to pull me in other directions into other cities. I'm trying to stay, I'm trying hard to stay loyal to East Orange because I live here and I know where it's going. And I know there are so many great professionals that live here, but there's nowhere to go. Yeah. There's nowhere for these beautiful professional men and women to go and hang out and have a nice cocktail, a nice meal. So again, I, I definitely want to change that and um, open our doors soon. Wow. So your staff, tell us a little bit about how you secured them and, and where do you know them from? And obviously you have a great amount of trust and trust and respect for them. So tell us about your staff a little bit. I've gotten my staff from so many different avenues. I've, I've interviewed offline. I'll put an ad online. I've gotten staff that way. I've gotten staff for people I used to work with when I used to bartend at the airport. Um, so some of my bartending gigs, I would pull. I, I mean, I was when I was bartending, I, it really was a strategic move of mine. The goal was not for me to just be a career bartender. I really was learning the business. Mm. That was part of the plan. And a part of me learning the business was watching the staff there. And I said, okay, I want this person to work for me and I want this person to work for me. And when I would exit the job, I would take numbers and I would let them know this is what I'm going to do. And you work for me. And so I have a few that way and then referrals. So then they would, they love it. So they'll say, Oh, I have a friend who's fantastic. You should interview this person. So, so many different ways that I, my staff. Yeah. So you bartended at an airport. I bartended at Newark airport for, I think it was two years. That was my transition from fashion into hospitality. I started taking classes, you know, business classes. And um, my teacher at the time, he said, Jada, you should work as a bartender so you can learn what bartenders do, what they go through, what they experience, how they maneuver this and that. So I said, okay. And I made more money bartending than I did, you know, my day job working in fashion. and it was so much. It was so much fun at the airport. I met people traveling, and again, it was the class of clientele that I attract to elevate. Same level of class that I would yeah. meet in the airport. Yeah. So the conversations were fantastic. It was just great people, and um, so I did that for about two years. Wow! I did, and then I, I bartended at a a very classy Italian restaurant in Summit. I did that for about a year. I did recruit from both of those establishments. Um, 
for some of my staff today. Is your staff full time or do they work specific gigs? When yep, they're, they're, nope, they're gig based. So okay. most of our bookings, you know, are on the weekends. So they're free to have other jobs. They're free to do whatever they want. And that's another reason why they like to stay with me because they have that freedom. You know, they're mm-hmm. not on schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then they're booked pretty well in advance where they can clear their schedules and take on a gig once yes. I send it. Yeah. Speaking of that, how far in advance would someone have to book something with you? The good thing is that I have enough staff where I could, you know, uh, fulfill a request. But typically, I would say the shortest window we would get is maybe like two weeks in advance, up to months in advance, we'll get a booking. Yeah. Um, A lot of them, you know, are pretty tight, tight windows, but I'm able to fulfill um, the staff to do it. It works out. What would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned in being a leader um, with the staff or even before that you keep carrying on as you progress in your business and your career? That you can always still learn. Mm. I am not a leader of my business and coming to the table before my staff as a know-it-all. I listen to them. And I let them know that I respect you. And there's a reason why I hired you. You come to the table with something that I'm seeing. It's some level of expertise or professionalism or experience that I like. I want you to let that shine. Mm. Don't dim your light when you're working with me. Let it shine because I can learn from you. And with that, I, I, I give them a voice and I give them respect. And with that, they've added a lot of value mm. to my business. I can come to the table and have ideas. You know, either I take their advice or not. But I still, even if I don't take their advice, I still encourage them, you know, that you have a voice with me. So I, I always can learn. If you had, or maybe you've had already, a dream client that you could do an event for, who would it be? Other than Rihanna, because we already know you're a fan of hers. <laughs> I love her down. My goal right now is to have just the volume, honestly. I want the volume of the type of events we get right now to very large scale events to contract type of uh, um, bookings. So that you have repeated guests doing other things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, say city contracts. Mm. You know, every time they have. XYZ type of event, Elevate is the vendor to go to. So that's what I'm looking for is the volume. I would say that's more of the dream for me yeah. is the volume. And I think once I get into that, I may be able to circle back to you and say a dream client because I even have personal chefs and I want to build that business where they are doing gigs for, you know, high profile CEOs or just CEOs. You know, we, we don't want to exclude anyone. Everybody deserves an elevated experience. Yeah. Or, you know, celebrities, whatever. You know, if you believe that you deserve this experience and you can afford it, we're here for you. Yeah. So I don't want to exclude anyone. They're, like, again, there's so many amazing, beautiful people 
that get it when it comes to treating themselves well and socializing and hosting their friends and wanting to give their friends and family or their staff a good time, Elevate is the perfect partnership there. That's awesome. So when you you talked about doing these contracts and, um, you know, I know we wear, as entrepreneurs, we wear a lot of hats. What is your marketing strategy today to reach those goals? Oh, that's such a good question. So at the beginning of our conversation, when I said I can no longer wear all of these hats, I have hired a marketing manager and a business development manager. They are great. How is that working out? Very well. They are onboarded. They are great. They're already adding a lot of value. And now we're pretty much off to the races. So my guys will be taking that on. They'll be doing the outreach. They'll be the brains behind the marketing strategy. So I can focus on other things when it comes to elevate. So yeah. we'll we'll see we'll see the progress on that um, within the next six months. Okay, so it's brand new that you've hired these folks. Yes, yes. I hired them in the last, I would say, probably within the last month and a half, both of them. Okay. And um, it's been, like I said, they they have excellent ideas. Um, Both of them are very smart. And they are part of the Elevate family. They believe in the brand. And um, we got a lot of big things planned, so I'm, I'm excited about it. Oh, that's great. Um, For someone who's in food and beverage that way, are there specific industry events that you go to? I know you mentioned the fashion shows and things like that you still like to attend. But as an entrepreneur who's in this space, what are the um, industry events that you would be attending or focusing on? Would that be more to network or to be, to have like a presence there, like have some type of, or to learn more about how you can even excel in your own uh, business is it so for example like a food and wine event do you attend to source things and things like that Mm -hmm. um well i would say when it comes to building when it comes to sourcing that type of thing yes why anything that relates to food and beverage You know, it could be wine tastings. It could be going to brewery events. It could be food tastings. There's so many um, different types of events that that one could attend to be knowledgeable and to gain vendors and suppliers Mm -hmm. and sourcing. That could be very, very valuable. Also, expos. There's a lot of like trade shows and expos that are starting back up. Um, that would be great to not only maybe just have a booth or a setup and have a presence, but to get business. When it comes to the food and things like that, are you focused on one specific type of food or who is your um, audience for that? So when it comes to food, um, I have a catering director. She's amazing. She's been with me since day one. And again, we are aligned when it comes to providing quality food with quality ingredients. We very much support local vendors, local farmers. Oh, that's great. Um, Yeah. Organic ingredients, fresh. 
um, that all just really makes more of an impactful taste when it comes to food. Mm-hmm. Um, so we work together in that end. And the more I grow, just the, the, the more reach I'll have to more farmers and suppliers and minority owned vendors and suppliers is, is a focus of mine. Yeah, you, you mentioned just now minority owned. As a minority owner, uh, businesswoman, have you ever faced any kind of resistance or challenge going out on your own, doing the ask to help support your business or to promote your business? Anything you can share? It's funny because when I was styling and I had a website, I didn't want to put my picture up. And it's sad. It's almost sad for me to even think about the fact that I had to feel that way because that I didn't is, know if because you're a beautiful woman. Thank you, thank you. But I didn't know if I would get the type of clientele that I wanted because I am a black woman. But that's not the case when it comes to Elevate. With Elevate, I am very proud to be the owner of Elevate. Um, so I would never hide who I am um, for that. What will be for me will be. And I think my faith and my confidence and my trajectory for Elevate is so strong. I would never look at anything as a challenge if it's because of me being a Black woman at all. Because for me, I would say that that wasn't for me. There's no problem. You aren't for me to work with. There's many a client out there that will that is and will and continue to be attracted to Elevate. And if that person has a problem with supporting a Black-owned business or a woman-owned business, then I don't want to be associated with them. Yeah. You know, they don't have enough money for me um, to jeopardize my integrity um, or my emotional state for them. Yeah. So I would say no. If it comes to challenges overall, and I would say this is more just from an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. uh, perspective that I think all entrepreneurs get is financing, right? Yeah. So looking for money, getting grants, you know, like I've applied to, I took a couple of months and I just pumped them out, applied for grants, applied for grants, didn't get anything. Um, Trying to get financing. Where am I going to get the money from the scale? I want to do this. Where am I going to get the money so that to me is the challenge and boy, I cannot wait until I am past that phase where money is no object <laughs> and I'm in a position where I'm just giving, you know, yeah. just giving back and, and, and pulling other entrepreneurs up and, and helping them so they don't have to go through the stress of yeah. where can I find the money? Because if you don't come from a family or support system that's pouring money into you and your idea, then you're on your own. And that's yeah. me. I'm on my own. Could I ask my parents? I could, but I've asked them enough for things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to leave them out of this one and let them just, yeah. you know, reap the benefits of the growth. Um, so, you know, I would say overall, that would be the challenge. Getting grants, finding money, you know, you know, um, to back and support and the right money. I've had people interested in investing, but this really is a, um, my brand, and when I talk about my brand to people and I see the reaction is always the same, even when it comes to having partners, I'd be very careful about that because 
they almost have to be a silent partner. Yeah. You know, like give me your ideas and I'll take them if it makes sense. But the brand is the brand. Yeah. And it's already out there and it's already presented to the world. So even when it comes to that, I'm very protective yeah. over elevating the brand and what's for elevating the future. So like I said, all money wouldn't even be good money when it comes to the brand. Yeah. And I, I get that now. Yeah. yeah. Now that I'm, I'm up and running, I get that now. If, if you've seen other people's stories or even like Shark Tank, you know, when they would go and make these offers and say, well, I want this for this much equity or this much percentage. And this person's like, no, like you, you no. Yeah. So I, I get it. I understand that now, you know, That's why, good. yeah. Why you, you can't say yes to every offer that comes your way. You really yeah. got to think through it, make sure it makes sense. You mentioned the grants. Are you getting declines or are you not getting an answer? Both. I would say more so not getting an answer, you know, or, or them saying, they've received an influx of applications and, you know, basically I'm lost in the sauce. Yeah. Does that mean I'll, I will, um, not apply anymore? No. You know, especially now that I have my management team hired, that gives me a little bit more time to go after money. You know, I do the client, you know, I, I solidify the client, make sure they have what they need. And then I go after money for the business. So now I can focus. I can, you know, they take a lot off of what I would have been doing. And now I can focus on that. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. It seems like a lot of grant money is for established businesses already or businesses that might, you know, it's, it's hard to find grant money for startups or at least the amount of money you want. I'll put it that yeah. way. Yeah. yeah, a lot of it is more like you've already been established. You may be falling off hard times or you may want to grow. Then it seems like it'll probably be easier to find money that yeah. way. We'll Do see. you think that um, the opportunity that you mentioned as far as doing something in your own community, would a grant help in because you're helping rebuild the community? Yeah, that could be that definitely could be. Um, something that I could consider um, when I get to that point because I'm sure there is. There are grants really for everything, but like you said, it's just getting it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you could put a fantastic application through, but you, that doesn't necessarily mean you could be one of 20,000. Yeah. You get chosen. Do you have to know somebody? You know, like what, what you know, do, is that, are we playing that game? Like, what are we doing here? So, <laughs> You know, so like I say, at least for right now, I'll just apply, apply until, you know, I meet people on the board and I could make them a drink or something on a Saturday. <laughs> that sounds like a very good strategy. <laughs> yeah, I have my catering director make some of those fantastic hors d'oeuvres and then say, listen, let's talk here. Let's talk. <laughs> you want to see more of this, don't you? You want to find my application in that stack of 50,000 applications. <laughs> Mines with the black and gold logo exactly. on the top, you know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like I won't say anything. <laughs> Before we close, Jada, I'm yeah. going to ask you what is your vision? What's your what's your purpose, and and what's next for you? Yeah, um, it's to grow, elevate, to become a national brand. I want elevate to conquer not only the physical space. One, maybe we'll grow into multiple locations. Um, 
but I also wanted to have an e-commerce presence as well. What would um, that be about? So party packages. So basically you could go on the site and we will have packages designed for certain occasions and it would include, it would include certain things that we offer. And it'll be a matter of you buying that package. It gets delivered to you um, beautifully presented. And it's a moment. You open it up and you have everything you need in that box. So you don't even have to go out and get anything. You can literally order the Elevate experience without having anybody there but your friends and family, if that's what you so choose. So that is a national reach. That is a goal of mine. And then also to to venture into the spirit business. You know, hello, we make cocktails. So why wouldn't I have my own brand of a spirit or some type of infused or flavored cocktail of my choice? Yes. Yeah. So that could be the Elevate brand. So those are my plans for Elevate. And like I said, it's, it's a national reach. Where can we find you? Where can where can our listeners find out more about you and to contact you for their next big bash? Yes, yes. I want each and every one of your listeners to contact me. <laughs> That's an order. Um, <laughs> uh, the website is Elevates Lounge NJ, like for New Jersey.com. And our email is info at elevateloungenj.com. And we're also on Instagram, same. Um, we're on Facebook, LinkedIn, we're everywhere, Twitter. But the best way to get in touch is, is through the website. There's all the contact information there. It'll lead you to the social media platforms, email, phone numbers, and you can get right to me or my guys. That's great. And we will have that on the uh, details of the podcast as well so that people know how to reach out to you. Um, Jada, this has been awesome. I wish you much success. Um, As a fellow entrepreneur, I think you're doing amazing things, especially giving back to your community, um, speaking your your truth and your brand, um, keeping to that um, for sure. So I thank you so much for joining us today. All the best to you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate that. I, I, you know, from our conversation and turning into this, um, it's great. And I'm sure we'll be in touch real soon. Absolutely. Tune in next week. Thank you for listening to Heart Inspired. I'm your host, Michelle Delgado. And don't forget to lean in, be heard, and be inspired. This podcast was created by Heart Metrics Consulting editing and co-produced by David Castle Productions and co-distributed by Business Travel 360. For more information about Heartmetrics Consulting, visit us at heartmetrics.com. Mm-hmm.